You are now listening to Teachable Moments with Deja Milan. Welcome back to Teachable Moment with Deja Milan, brought to you by the Adult Film Festival, AFFLV.com. Check them out. Um, we're also sponsored by Spunk Lube, the best lube on this planet. Oh my gosh, that stuff is amazing. I was like, where were you when I used to shoot and had to use some other stuff, you know, like store-bought crap because we didn't have all the amazing stuff that we do now. So if you're not using Spunk Lube, I don't know why. Maybe you haven't heard about it. Maybe you have and just haven't tried it, but you really need to check it out. Uh, Teachable Moments is also brought to you by Laura Fascinating and Coming Out Green. And who don't love medical marijuana? And, you know, cannabis, the whole cannabis uh, craze and making the oils and she teaches you all kind of stuff so comingoutgreen.us you can check her out there and also check out triple x mall theaters they are literally your one-stop shop for all of your viewing porn needs um, it's, it's literally a mall of porn like it just does not get better than that and then last but not least, we have King's Adult Entertainment, who is also like Triple X Mall Theaters, except they provide you with toys, and they have uh, Bluetooth headphones and sunglasses, and just, they do printing and so much. So go to mykae.com or King's Adult Entertainment. And real quick, I just wanted to let all you listeners know, if you know anybody who's into cosplay... AFFLV is doing a cosplay costume contest from May through the end of July. So if you follow them on Twitter and Facebook, uh, if you check the links below, um, the download on the Adult Film Star Network uh, page, you will see all of that information. So definitely go check all of our sponsors out, follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, uh, be a part of it. This is an amazing thing. I, if, you know, the Adult Film Festival is going into its third year, and we are actually running this next event in 2018 from January 26th to 28th during the same time as the AVN, the Adult Entertainment Expo. So, and we have a booth there as well. So come say hi to our beautiful girls. Um, we have a whole lineup for that entire week. Not only will you find them at the Adult Film Festival, but you can come say hi to them if you're at AVN. And anybody who has an AVN badge, make sure you show us your wristband or your badge at the door of AFFLV. Then you can get a discount to get in. And even better than all of this... Any fans of these porn stars that will be at AFFLV, you can actually take 
a picture with them nude or topless. So it's just it's just going to be an amazing time. Every year just is just grows and gets bigger and better and the seminars are amazing and we have doctors sex doctors come in and talk and it's just it's incredible. But today I am super excited to have Paige Pierce with us. Hello. Hi guys. How are you doing? We are wonderful and thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're a busy lady. Uh, you know, I'm never too busy for you. Though. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, my dear. <laughs> so, um, tell my listeners who don't know you and who do, you know, a little bit about yourself. Well, as I just said, my name is Paige Pierce. I am a fetish performer, porn performer, cam model, and just kind of all-around weirdo. <laughs> right now, um, you were at. Uh, we sat on the same panel when Harley Fire did his radio show for uh, Demon Seed Radio, didn't we? Yes, we did. Awesome! That was a wonderful night. That was a great interview. I had such a great time that night. Oh my god, Harley is the best. He is the most animated guy I think I've ever met. I know he's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I love him. Yeah, him and then the two mics. Huh? Him and then the two mics. Mike Magic and then the other, the other strange Mike. Oh yeah, right, right. They were great too. And the and the pseudo lawyer guy, he was awesome too. Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, that was just a really fun night, and and you know it made it even more fun that they sh- that they uh, air it from Treasures Nightclub. Oh I mean, God. seriously, I mean, it's just yeah. just awesome. You know, that was the best. I like walked into Treasures and I saw all of these like super amazing strippers, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to go to the radio show now. Kind of want to just stay down <laughs> here and do a dollar dollar bill. To chorus. <laughs> yes. Still there, Deja? Hello? Can you Hello? hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, um, let us know, are you working on anything in particular, or do you have a website? Like, what are you doing right now? Well, besides just booking shoots and things for other people and other companies, I've been trying to set up my own clip store. Oh, okay. Making my own porn. And what, pla- that's, that's smart. I mean, you can never go wrong being self-employed. I've been self-employed pretty much my entire adult life. Yeah, I know. So. And look at all the amazing things that you're doing. You have... Uh, the adult film festival and all the other stuff that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. I know. Thank you. It's so much fun. I just, I adore this industry. I adore the people in it who love what they do. And, you know, that's totally why I did AFFLV was to, you know, show appreciation to the people who put so much passion and money and time and everything into this business. You know, when you have all these tube sites coming in and stealing people's stuff and, you know, and mass marketing and doing the stuff that they do, even if they're not taking stuff anymore, even if they're doing their own productions or whatever, it still takes away from the little guy. And the little guy is so relevant, you know, but 
they don't have the millions of dollars that these diff- these other companies do, you know, to market themselves. And that's, you know, kind of what I hope that everybody comes together with the Adult Film Festival and uses that as a platform because that's exactly why I did it. I mean, please feel free, submit your films, be a part of it, be an exhibitor, be a sponsor, help us get your name out there. You know, that is what this is all about. Um, so when did you get your start in the industry? I got my start in the industry when I was 18. I started like right off, you know, like right out of the gate. Um, I was in college and I was working at UPS and I was just sitting there at my day job and I was packing packages and I realized that I could be working from home and making way more money than I was at my nine to five. Right. So I started camming. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, and then from camming led into uh, fetish porn, and then from fetish I went into just regular hardcore porn. That's great. And um, over how many years? You said you got in at 18. Yeah, um, so I'm 22 now, so it's oh, been okay. about three or four years. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, you know, you see the progression, and, you know, you're you're one of the smart ones because you see all of the other open doors once you step into one and, you know, get that down, then you look to your right or you look to your left and you're like, oh, wow, I can go down this avenue. I can go down that avenue. I can go down both avenues. <laughs> you know, I can incorporate all this stuff. Yeah, there is no limit to this industry. I mean, the yeah, the adult industry is just, it's incredible. I absolutely love it. I miss... I miss my generation of stars and, you know, when we used to be able to just drive in Porn Valley, in the San Fernando Valley, when you could just drive to a production company, take a few Polaroids, and then 10 minutes later, you have your call time location, what you're going to get paid, who you're working with, you know, and all of that. And then you just go to the next one, you know, so at the end of a two-hour day, you've got, you know, five, it's okay, you got five shoots booked you know and then those people pass your information on to the next person and you know things are just so different now yeah exactly Definitely. i would love to like in there during that time yes <laughs> yeah it, yeah and you know and i was around i mean i i'm on vhs and dvd and on the internet so i was very fortunate oh to God. have started you know, in the 1900s. I always say the late 1900s. <laughs> oh my God. I bet you have like the most amazing porn collection though. Yeah. It's like from VHS to DD and you're like. Right. Okay. Right. I was going through storage the other day and um, I was pulling out pics. Like if you go on my Twitter, I have pics from when I was in Japan and I was there with Lois Ayers. She's a big 80s porn star. And um, this was actually before I got into the industry. And um, just the other girls, I was actually just dancing and I did some uh, runway modeling out there because out there in Asia, I was tall enough to do the runway as opposed to America or Europe. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) They don't like us short folks. And then I got T-Rex arms. I'm constantly getting teabagged 
in the grocery store, like I'll I'll be like, oh, I want this box of cookies and this box of cookies. So instead of just grabbing one at a time, no, my lazy ass goes to grab them both, and then I get tea bagged by the boxes in the middle, you know, coming down because of my T Rex arms. So I, yeah, I've learned to pace myself when I go to the grocery store, and you know, I'll even ask people for help. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> can you get that off the top shelf? Because I don't feel like taking a can of soup to the face right now. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. And girl, one day, I swear to God, every aisle I went in, I was just getting teabagged left and right by, by grocery items. And I was like, if somebody is watching this from a monitor or like, you know, the window above or whatever, they're, they're having a hell of a time. They had to be rolling because I felt so stupid. <laughs> it was bad. It was so love, bad. Huh? I love your use of the word teabag. It's amazing. Well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only kind of teabagging I did not like was Kansas soup. Oh God! Yes, it really was, and it was it was consistent throughout my grocery trip too. That was the fucked off part because it was like okay once, maybe twice, but here like three, four, five times it happened in one trip. I was like, dude, you need to just leave the grocery store. (laughs) This is not your trip right now. Just like stages of fine. Yeah, exactly. Out of every aisle, just check out. (laughs) Did you move on to something softer, like the chip aisle? Yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) Of course, I didn't need anything in that aisle, though, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So do you have any um, funny or fun or scary or weird stories to tell everybody, like, our listeners like those, if you have any that you can think of? Well, go ahead and think about it, and we'll come back to that. Um, so what are you now currently working on other than, you know, getting stuff together for your clips? And where would where are you going to put them once you create them? I plan on putting them on many vids. Okay. Is that a good platform? Yeah, it's actually, it's right up there next to Clips for Sale. It's really? There. Okay, I might yeah. have to check them out because I am on IWC, and like nothing is doing anything and that's yeah yeah, that's not and i even got a check from hot movies the other day i mean we're talking (laughs) i couldn't believe it i was like wow (laughs) i haven't seen you guys in forever and here i get a check i was like what's this because you know you you get the little perforated envelopes or whatever where you gotta rip the sides or what i'm like okay i know this is a check so who's it from and then i looked at the address because they changed their name or whatever as far as their mother company and who cuts the checks and so i was like wow <laughs> you know i haven't heard from you guys in a minute because they had sold to i guess another company or they revamped or did something i don't know so i hadn't heard from them but and i couldn't even tell you where my content was on there <laughs> I, bet it, I bet somebody i bet it was somebody who like still uses aol and like dial up yeah <laughs> i totally <laughs> That's great. Just like, ooh, Deja Malak. Okay. Yeah. Is, this, is this a new hot movie? Yeah, well, the stuff that I put up, well, on there, yeah, uh, and the stuff that I put up on IWC, actually, um, I'm going to take it down because it's not doing anything on there, but I'm going to check out mini vids because I've been seeing that a lot. 
Yeah, and right now it's it's clips for sale, mini vids, and then um, what is it? OnlyFans or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OnlyFans. Yes, I actually created an account. I'm queen of creating accounts, and then like. Oh, look, a butterfly. Like, I get, you know, distracted or whatever. And then forget to come back. And I got all this content sitting here. You know, that's what's even worse. And I have a lot of unreleased footage, too, that I totally need to get put up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so I've been hearing a lot about the OnlyFans thing. And people are saying that it's, you know, OnlyFans sells like hotcakes. Really? Okay. Well, then I may have to check them out. That maybe, yeah, that'll be my next venture on my list of million and one things to do here yeah. <laughs> right. so have you thought of any funny stories or any interesting things that have happened or any interesting requests that you've had from fans or anything uh okay there was there was this one time that i was doing a cam show with a friend and uh the only time people ever like do shows with me is because they know that i'm really good at squirting okay so one of one of my regulars came into her into her room and was like hey like i really want to see Paige like squirt and i would love it if you like got her off and made her squirt so she's like yeah totally i could totally do that i'd love to and i was like sweet awesome right i I get to have orgasm right yeah yay who don't love that (laughs) and so she's sitting there with the hitachi and I'm just, I'm enjoying life. Everything's going well. Okay, hold up. Back and up. Then, What's a Hitachi? Is that the little barbecue thing that you put on your counter? <laughs> I think that's a Hitachi. Ah, ah, ah. Oh. <laughs> so for, or something. for the viewers who don't know what an Hitachi is, please educate them. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um a hitachi or i think they call it like the magic wand or whatever oh okay that. yeah we know what that is yeah <laughs> that's the, the multiple orgasm wand. giver yeah, yeah okay yeah okay okay so she's got the hitachi and you're like oh yeah baby i'm about to fucking nut right now Dude, yeah she had no idea how big this nut was gonna be <laughs> and- <laughs> that's awesome Surprise, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had totally forgotten that, like, I hadn't gone to the bathroom all day, so I hadn't peed. So I I was saving up this fucking, like, artillery of squirt. (laughs) And so when I finally, like, blow my load, it just bursts all over her face, and I shower this poor girl in squirt. The hair that she spent like an hour doing is now fucking ruined, and her mascara is smeared, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, busting out sorry, laughing. Sorry, sorry, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you right now. Poor fucking girl. She thought it was just going to be a couple drops or something, and I, like, released the tsunami on this girl. Like when you open up a soda can and it sprays you, you know, that's what she was thinking. Oh, God. Instead, she got the shook-up two-liter bottle version. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, but she... She just sat there, and she just she had no idea what to say to me. And the dude on the other end was just typing furiously. He's like, that's fucking amazing. Do it again. Fucking crunch that bitch. Super soak that hoe. 
like, oh, okay. We're, I think we're going to have to take a break, guys. I'm going to have to towel this poor girl off. That's awesome. <laughs> Talk about I wasn't ready. <laughs> I yeah, love. I, you know, hmm? that was, it was my bad, though. I, I, I should You didn't forewarn her? Yeah. <laughs> It's about to be a tidal wave in here. Oh my god, like Hurricane Katrina just like came out of my pussy. And this girl didn't have a life raft. (laughs) She wasn't ready. I I laugh. I laugh so hard because this actually happened to me. Not with a girl, but with my first um, swallow scene that I did. And of course it was with Rodney Moore. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm the whole box. I'm the box cover of I Swallow Number Three. Well, unbeknownst to me, you know, because every other time I had worked with him, he didn't really have that big of a lobe. But apparently, he hadn't done any scenes, and he'd been eating a ton of eggs and stuff, you know, oh, all up until the scene. It, boy, did he give be a big fat load. It was crazy. Oh God, you just slinging ropes. <laughs> I was not ready at all. Yeah. So what did she do? Like, how was she, um, did she get, you know, cleaned up and composed and was like, wow, bitch, I wasn't ready. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, how did she act like after? So we, we, uh, we turned, we, we ended the show and she sat there for a minute and I just kind (laughs) of had my, my hands at my lips and I was like, uh, so that happened. She was like, "It was, it was really amazing, but uh, it's also really salty." And I was like, "You know, that's my bad. I drank a lot of Dr. Pepper today." Right. She was like, "She's like, it's, it's not a problem, but I think maybe next time I'll just lay down a tarp or something." Yeah. Right. She's like, "Just, just help me towel down the mattress because it's kind of ruined at this point. Yeah, so things now had you guys just started working or was it more towards the end of the night or No, you know? that was the that was the first show of the night. Oh damn. That <laughs> set the tone. Right, right. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. We, we had a, we, it was a group show. We had a couple people in there and so after we came back, they all they all came in and bought another group show and they were like do it again. Do, do it, it again, again. right. <laughs> And she's like, bitch, please, no. Like, I'm not going to be anywhere near that Fuck pussy what you're explodes. going through, right? Exactly. That's and awesome. All of you motherfuckers are going to have to pay extra for this. <laughs> A lot. I want my rent paid next month. <laughs> oh, God, right? I took that bitch to Wet n' Wild. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That just, oh, I'm just going to put that on a business card or something. Right. Kate Pierce. Wet and wild. (laughs) (laughs) The wet and wild of porn. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, I laughed so hard when I just read I Eat the Undead. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where did that come from? I made, okay, so I made this Skype account when I was, like, 16, and I was in my, like, super emo phase. Yeah, oh, okay. And so I was all about, like, The Walking Dead and just... (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know what's really cool, bro? Zombies. <laughs> Zombies awesome. are all the rage. And oh, I'm just going to be so edgy with this Skype name. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I still Great. I still get shit about this. That is too funny. Too too funny. So who do you currently cam with? Uh, I currently cam with My Fetish Live, but I haven't done a lot of camming uh, as of late just because I'm trying to build up content. Right, 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 right. And um, what kind of fetish work do you do? Like, what are you into? Everybody's into different stuff. Yeah, that's that's very true. And there's such a large variety of fetishes. Oh, my gosh. It has, I'm, I couldn't even fathom or imagine what it would be now because I got into it, you know, in 2000 and 2001 when it first became a prominent thing, you know. Oh, okay. And now it's just, like, pff, phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So what, what fetishes do you shoot or what are you into? Um, I mean, I'll shoot just about anything, but, uh, you know, my, my hard limit is, like, vomit and scat. But um, oh, okay. I really like shooting anything, like, BDSM-wise right. or the foot stuff is really fun. Oh, um, yeah. I did so yes. much foot stuff. Um, foot stuff just sells. Yeah, it does. Always has. You know, because that is a... And I still actually, I have to go see one of my little foot guys tomorrow night. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I know. It's it's like, really? Okay, so I stay clothed, and I get my feet worshipped and massaged and licked and sucked. And you're paying me to do this? <laughs> For two hours? Really? That is amazing. Oh, That's my gosh. Life. Yes. Oh, it's incredible. And I haven't seen him in forever because I've been so busy. And he's like, please make time for me. These girls out here just don't understand. And I'm like, you know, not like you. And I'm like, okay, I will. No problem. I know. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, When I was shooting fetish, though, see, what happened was when I, I was smart. When I first, when I first got in the industry, I didn't quite get, I was like just doing it just because, because I had a chance meeting with Ron Jeremy and Tawny Oceans, and that's kind of what brought me into the industry. A week later, I was shooting my first girl-girl for Elliot Angel. So, um, you know, I'm shooting all for all these big companies, Metro and um, Hustler and Playboy and, you know, all the Vivid and, you know, all the big companies, DVD companies, Shawn Michaels at that time. And But I never did anal. I don't do anal. I don't do gangbangs. I never did anything beyond boy, girl, 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 and blowjob. And I think the most I did as far as boy, girl was like two guys. Like once. Yeah. So I was very vanilla with it. So when I first got into it, I wasn't really quite understanding my place. You know, some people get it and some people don't. But then as time went by... You know, I got more observant, which, you know, eventually led to me being a producer and, you know, and now the owner of the Adult Film Festival. But back then, you know, we were just shooting on DVD and VHS. Well, then after a couple years, I got in in January of 99. Mm -hmm. So by 2002, 2003, Internet killed the DVD. So all these big production companies in Porn Valley were shutting down. Now, the good thing was for me, because I wasn't just about, oh, you know, from 99 to 2002, I was kind of getting hip to what was going on and seeing, you know, what it was really about and and what direction I wanted to go. So I, um, I started taking internet shoots in between Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to get any work I could to build my brand to get my name out. 
So it wasn't necessarily, I mean, as long as I was being compensated, I understood that the internet didn't pay what the, the video, you know, companies paid. But that wasn't a, a factor for me. I was still getting paid for my time. And, you know, that was one more movie or, you know, title under my belt that's going to, yeah. you know, launch me out to stardom. So I was cool with that. Well, unbeknownst to everybody, nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming when the internet just came in one year and literally shut everybody down. And the girls who had refused to shoot a fetish and shoot web and shoot all for the web, they were like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I've got, you know, $10,000 a month in bills and nobody's shooting anymore. You know, and they didn't have any of their contacts. They, they you know, they were just screwed. So... Fortunately for me, I had been smart and had incorporated both the web and the video that when the video went away, I just picked up where I had always been and kept going. Yeah. You know, so I was shooting the foot stuff. I shot for Necro Babes. Mm -hmm. um, I shot a lot of, and I'm a, I'm dominant, like people in my personal life or people who know me. Just in general, I'm a very domineering, dominating, um, I'm an alpha female, I guess you could say. Okay. Yeah. So, but on the video, I was a switch. I could okay. either be a bottom or a dom. Yeah. You know, so um, it just depended on, really it depended on like who I was shooting with, who the company was, um, if I was comfortable around that producer and, you know, stuff like as to what I would do. So, um, yeah, I was fortunate and smart in that way. And, you know, I always say don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself out. You know, people kept telling me, if you don't do anal, you're never going to make it. I was like, oh, watch me, bitch. You, I am not the one you want to tell that, you know, I can't do something. Because exactly. I'm not willing to do this. You know, no, I'm just so not the one. So, you know, I think I did pretty good for somebody who didn't <laughs> do all that. And, you know, one of my girlfriends at the time, because uh, I've always lived in Vegas and then I commuted to L.A. Oh, so okay. her, she was in the industry also. Her name was Sierra. She was a black actress and she had huge boobs, like naturally. So her yeah. and I were roommates and we, you know, drive out. And um, it's funny because she did like DPs. I used to love going on sets with like her, Julian St. Jocks, Devlin Weed, um, Lexington Steel. Um, I mean, just like all of the, you know, my generation of talent or whatever. And I used to love going on and watching live in action on set, you know, double penetration scenes where, yes. you know, one dick in the ass, one dick in the pussy. And it was just like, I was enamored and in awe because I can't do that I won't do that <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I think it looks amazing and thank you for doing it <laughs> you know because it's just awesome and so um we'd be coming back and she'd be like oh how much did you make this week and I'd tell her and she'd she'd be like bitch what did you do and I'd be like oh I did a couple you know web shoots like photo shoots or whatever some foot fetish stuff I did a boy girl few girl girls four blow jobs you know whatever because we'd go out for a few days you know do a bunch of shoots and stuff and then come home and she's like 
I only made $500 more than you, and I did a DP, an anal, and <laughs> you know, just did all this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it just bottom line came down to work smart, not hard. Very true. You know, and I've always had that. That's always been like one of my models. I've got a few of them. But yeah, that's always been one of my models. And, you know, it's in talking to you, it seems like that's exactly what you do. You know, you work smart, not hard. You you see an avenue, you see a lane and you jump in it. And, you know, you're very smart. And, you know, you have an established name. You're not just like, see, that's, I'm not going to say the site, but the one of the sites you mentioned, I'm not really a big fan of. Actually, I got booted from there completely. They won't even talk to me anymore. They blocked my ass because I was, you know, me and the owner just had words or whatever. And so, huh? I've, I've also been blocked, so I, I feel you. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. But I have no respect for them because they, I mean, I respect them as a business because they, they run it very well and they're a multi-million dollar business. Okay, good for you. But as someone in the industry who only produces quality and only deals with quality everything, you know, I, I have an issue with the fact that they just let anything on their website. Exactly. You know, and I just, I, I'm glad. Thank you for kicking me off and blocking me. <laughs> you know, you, the trash took itself out, <laughs> you know, seriously. So, yeah. Um, so, let's get to your teachable moment. What is your teachable moment? Oh, man, my teachable moment. Yeah, you know, there, there have been so many, actually. I know. Hard to pick one. Is there any? Well, think about something that you want that the audience, you know, that our listeners might be wanting to learn about. Is there something you can teach them or show them, like maybe um, a guy who has a fetish that wants to try it with a partner, but he don't know how to come, you know, approach her oh. or yeah. I mean, there's you know a number of there's a number of things you know we can discuss. Yeah, um, I can actually, there's one, like, right off the bat that just stands out, and it's it's pegging, it's anal. Okay. Um, there are tons of guys now who are totally interested in receiving anal, but just have no idea how to approach women and ask them for it because they're afraid that it looks... The taboo, yes. Yeah, yes. it's not masculine to want to receive to be submissive, yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's totally a te- teachable moment that I can talk about. Okay. Um, so for any of the guys out there wanting to know how to get a girl to uh, to peg you, all you have to do is ask and be honest. I mean, if you're in a relationship with someone, then you know that relationship is is your safe space. Um, the person right. that you're with is, they love you, know, you. They care about you. So yeah. they're going so it's to a totally non-judgmental. It's a totally non-judgmental thing. Right. And so all you have to do is ask for that thing. And surprisingly not more people are there. There are truly more people than you'd expect who love accommodating other people with things like that. Right. Right. And not only that, you know, on the flip side of that coin, I used to um, when I was living in L.A. in 2007, before I moved back here in 2009, um, I actually was doing 
um, sessions, uh, the strap-on sessions with guys. And my clients ranged from MMA fighters to movie studio execs to, I mean, it was just a broad range of, um, you know, of, of guys who would come in that wanted that, that you just, you know, looking at them on the street, you would never know. You know, that yeah. that was, you know, what they're into. I think that, um, and not to cut you off, and, and we'll definitely get back to you in one second, but I think that, you know, as the years go by, I mean, this is 2017. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So things that were taboo 20 years ago that people didn't really want to talk about, they're just like, they have no problems, <laughs> you know, talking about it now. And like you say, you know, people are more willing to participate and be a part of that than what they were before. So, you know, I'm with you. And, you know, anybody who's listened to my podcast before, I always say, do not inhibit yourself. We are yeah. all sexual creatures. You know, we were born and made to, you know, reproduce and have sex. If sex wasn't what it is and wasn't supposed to be what it is our genitalia wouldn't be sensitive our nose would or our fingertips would or our feet would or you know what i'm saying so i mean you know we were made for this 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 is pleasure this in regardless of whether it's painful pleasure or pleasurable pleasure you know depending on what your pleasure is it's still pleasure and you know when you're with somebody like you said you definitely you want to make them happy. You want them to um, to feel that they're in that safe space with you, that they can tell you anything without judgment. So, yeah, continue. Okay. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. And, you know, it's... Uh, oh, gosh, I just lost what I was about to say. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. No, it was just a, a point that you were talking about, that um, there are so many taboo fetishes now that, People are willing to put out there out in the open and say, hey, I like that. You know, not everybody's brains are wired the same. So not everybody gets off on the same things. Right. So if, you know, whether it's you like diapers or you like feet or, you know, you like piss, it's that's totally fine. You know, everybody has their thing. So nobody should feel ashamed of their fetish or their fantasies. Right. Because at the end of the day, there is somebody for everyone. Right. Definitely. And, you know, you talk about peeing, and I know that in America, you know, to shoot that is definitely illegal. You got to get that stuff over in Europe. But, you know, in your personal life, I had, I discovered that one of my, um, one of my lovers, I guess you could call him, (laughs) um, I found out had been peeing on me a little bit, like in different (laughs) times. And, you know, I'm thinking. Like in the shower? No. I mean, like, during sex. (laughs) And it wasn't, um, it wasn't, like, a lot, and it wasn't obvious, but it was just enough that I, you know, realized or whatever. Yeah. You know, in through through having sex. And at first, I was like, okay, you can stop. That's gross. (laughs) You know, but then, what turned me on about it later on was, it was like he's marking his territory. Like, this is my pussy. (laughs) you know i love that that dominance thing right right and that's that's another thing too are you dominant or submissive in your personal life Uh, i'm i'm more submissive than i am dominant okay see i am always made to be dominant every other minute of a day that when I am with somebody and I'm having that personal time, I abs- if I trust them, you you know, um, 
fetish and domination, submission, BDSM, it's all about a level of trust that you have with somebody. It's not something you can do with anybody, just like Tantra. You know, it's not something that you can do with just anybody. So if I have that trust and I built that rapport and we're good like that, then I absolutely love being dominated. And, and I'm a talker during sex. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, God, that feels so good. Pull my hair, smack my ass, fuck me harder, <laughs> you know? So I'm totally that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I've noticed that my partners, like, really get off on that, too. It's not annoying to them. Like, they really, it, it encourages them to do everything that I'm asking. Yeah, you know, because, you know, do. when you're having sex with someone, you know, you don't want to be all like, hey, a dead like, fuck. can yeah. I do this or <laughs> like that? Right, so right. So somebody is like, hey, pull my hair. Or Giving like, you permission. Put, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then and, it's a huge turn on because then they don't have to worry that they're doing the wrong thing. Right, or going to offend you. I had one that I even had to be like, would you just get rough with me already? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate those guys. They're like, they're like trying to be gentle, but trying to like start the rough sex, but they don't know how. And you're just like, all right, come on. Well, he's really big. He's like six, five and he's huge. And oh, wow. so, yeah, so I think his thing is he's cause I'm little, I'm five, five, you know, so he's scared. He's going to hurt me. Oh, and you're just think. like, really? I can take this. Yeah, yeah, I totally can. If I can take all that dick, I can definitely take anything else you're trying to give me right now. Trust me. <laughs> just do it. Grab my neck. Fuck <laughs> me harder. Pull my hair. Spank me. Yes. <laughs> all of that. All of that. All of that. Yeah. So, um, are you part of the BDSM lifestyle? I am. Uh, and I have been for quite a while. I learned about it, like, when I was 16, but didn't start doing it until I was 18 when I right. felt comfortable enough to, right. like, really start experimenting. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And you know what? That I've always been, even as a kid, I've always thought that kids should stay in their place. And, yeah. you know, so I didn't even lose my virginity until I was 18. Yeah, I lost mine at 16, but I didn't start doing, like, weird stuff until I was, right. like, uh, like, an, adult. an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and... um. Did you, what, what part of the lifestyle were you into? Like what? I, I got introduced into, uh, into being a submissive and playing that role. Okay. And that, that was totally fine because all my life I had my parents, you know, telling me what to do. And so having somebody else tell me what to do in the bedroom just right. seemed completely normal. Right. So it was, take off your clothes, sit this way. I want you to lay on the bed this way or spread your legs for me or hold my cock or whatever. I was like, yes, I love it. This is good. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, it's so easy for me. I don't have to guess. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Were your um, were the doms people you knew and trusted, or people you had built a relationship with, or were they older than you, like way older, or around your age, or what? These are people that were definitely older than me okay. by anywhere from like ten to like 30 years older okay uh, and these these weren't always like you know uh professional doms but they were like lifestyle doms that i met on fat life right and so you know we would talk for a couple months and then we'd end up we'd get together and we'd we'd do our our thing and some of them worked out and some of them didn't the ones that did work out, they were they were long term, and I ended up having really great relationships with them, and the sex was amazing, and it ultimately just made us like a stronger partnership. 
And yeah. that's what I really enjoy about BDSM. It, it makes people stronger. Now, for you, okay, here's a really good, you know, thing to bring up. Because I see a lot of these girls on Twitter that are like, yeah, um... I'm a fin dom, you know, financial dominatrix. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm a fin dom, and I do this, and send me money, and give me this, and give me that. I mean, you know, can you kind of explain to these people, if so, if one of those girls, say, were listening to this podcast, that just don't get it, that just don't understand that you don't just sit there and say, give me your money, and that's what gets these guys off, you know? Exactly. And you're a submissive, so you can speak from a submissive point of view. You know, what is it that... There's that power exchange there, but also it's the give and take of the relationship. So even though you're you're submissive and you're doing everything that they request and everything they ask, what do you expect in return? Okay, so the girls that you see on Twitter um, who are like, give me your money, I'm better than you, you belong at my feet, blah, 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 and I want to drain your wallet. I should, you know, I deserve your money. Those right. Those are baby doms. Those are the girls who saw actual real doms and thought it was cute right yeah taking money from men and thought that's easy i can do that right if all i have to do is tell them that i want their money and they give it to me (laughs) and it's not that way at all if only life could be that easy right yeah exactly (laughs) we'd all be thin doms (laughs) yeah exactly nobody yeah no man would ever have money right if we were all thin doms the world would be in despair (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> but the shoe and fashion industry and beauty cosmetic industry would be banging. Right? You oh, know, God, they'd yeah. be popping. It would be at an all-time high. <laughs> yeah. We'd all, we'd all have the best makeup and be wearing, you know, right. <laughs> And they'd be paid. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what, you know, to let people know, what does that submissive expect? You know, they don't mind giving you the money. They don't mind giving you what you want. They don't mind doing what you ask. But what is it that they expect in return that makes it an even exchange? The the thing that submissives will ask for in return um, when talking about financial domination, they ultimately want their wallet drained. They ultimately want every aspect of their financial life to be controlled. They, they want you to budget them. They want you to tell them how to spend their money, how not to spend their money, when to give you money. But they want that control. And there are aspects where they want to be humiliated. Like I, I had a financial slave who would give me money, but only if I blackmailed him. Like only if I told him I was going to send dirty pictures to his wife and his coworkers <laughs> that I was going to like put it on blast on social media. Right. Okay. Now, uh, what about for any other, um, you know, type of fetish or whatever, say just the power exchange in, um, just sex even, you know, oh, sexual sex. BDSM. Yeah. What What does a submissive, you know, the submissive is constantly being told what to do and how to do it. And it they're always the one doing to the dom. So what, to the master. So what, what do they like? What do they expect? What do they want? What makes it equal for them that motivates them to want to come back the next time? 
the motivation that submissives have to come back to the lifestyle or to the dom that they're seeing, um, it's it all it all comes back to that control is having somebody to be stern with them, um, whether it's setting a bedtime or um, a a meal plan or anything. It's it's it can be as simple as you know, like asking permission to go to the bathroom. People people need that control in their lives, and right. so we'll come back for that because it creates some sort of stability and some security. But okay. they also come back for the intimacy that BDSM creates because, like you said, there's a bond and there's yes. trust. Yes. But they they ultimately come back for, you know, the, the super hot kinky sex where they get just they, their asses, like, torn apart by floggers and whips. Right, right, right. Yeah, and again, there's so many different forms. There is no right or wrong to this. Like, none. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no right or wrong to this. I actually have a belly fetish. I love bellies. Oh, really? Men's bellies, yes. I'm weird. <laughs> I love kissing what them. It, what is it about bellies that you love? I don't know. I, <laughs> don't ask me. I have no <laughs> clue. But I just love kissing men's bellies. I just think they're awesome. Is it like regular bellies, big bellies? Um. Well, I date a lot of ex-athletes. Okay. But I don't really have um, ex-pro athletes. I don't really have... Um, well, I say a lot. I'm not like this giant slut out fucking, you know, all the the players' associations and stuff here. But yeah, you're not trying to like, you know, fuck a whole baseball team. Right I'm now. not Evelyn Lozada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a different life if you were. Oh my gosh, yes. Anyways, um, so I um. I don't know, like, I, they don't have to be cut or tone or whatever, it can be whatever, I mean, and, and I've dated I've dated men, I've dated women, I've dated big men, I've dated big women, I've dated smaller, you know, I, average, uh, fit, I mean, I, I'm not somebody who, if I have an attraction to you, I, of course I have to be physically attracted to some degree, but I'm not somebody who is, like, stuck on, yeah. um, because I like a particular race of men and women. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, there's there's light and dark within this race. And I don't really, um, before I used to be like, oh, I only like the really dark skin, you know. But now, and the one I've been seeing recently for the last five years is light skin. So, I mean, like, I as long as I have an attraction to you somewhat and... I can build that trust in you and I actually want you to touch me because as I get older, <laughs> you know, I'm 41 years old. Like, I don't even want you to drag me out of my house kicking and screaming half the time because I just don't want to leave or go do anything or half the people half the time well, unless it's way. like for the industry. You know, love our fans, love our people, love everything about it. But, you know, grocery shopping and all you can have it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll stay home. But, um, so yeah, I just, I don't know, I just like bellies. I'm weird. (laughs) Aren't we all, though? We are all fucking weird (laughs) in this industry. There's there's no such thing as normal anymore. Normal is whatever you think it is. They're all scary. Yeah. You know, if you're, and boring. You know, if you wake up and do the same fucking thing every day and you know your routine and nothing changes, I mean, doesn't that get... I mean, I understand that 
everybody in their own mind and their own life thinks that their day is amazing. But when you step back and look at it, you know, where's the excitement? I think people get too caught up in um, complacency. Yeah, I totally agree with that. They get totally complacent and they they feel security in that, which only you can create your own security. I mean, yeah. straight up. You cannot trust companies and, you know, other people to create that for you. You know, yeah. you have to do that for yourself. And, you know, you're the only person that can live your life. Right, right. And control it. You know, when I was um, younger, what made me want to be self-employed, I've been self-employed in my entire life um, in different industries. I'm a balloon decorator. I'm a licensed esthetician and makeup artist. I do bridal gown preservation. I've done bridal gown preservation, you know, the porn thing, the web thing. I mean, I have so much. I have eBay stores, you know. I mean, just like I'm, I'm a hustler, a true hustler. The definition of a fucking hustler is my picture in the dictionary, you know. And so, you know, what made me be that way was when I was younger, uh, my grandfather had worked for the test site, Nevada test site. And two weeks before, I mean, like 40 years, this man worked for this company. And two weeks before he was due to retire and get his pension, they knowing that he was old and couldn't run two miles in however many minutes or whatever, made him do it, and when he couldn't, they got rid of him. Oh, that's fucked up. He lost his pension, he lost everything, and even at, you know, the age that I was, I was like, damn, this man put his entire faith, trust, family security, and everything into you and you turn around and fucked him because you didn't want to pay what was rightfully due him. And that just gave you his whole life. And that was when I said, if I am ever going to fail at life or anything is going to be taken from me, it's because I allowed it. Not because I put my faith or trust in somebody else. You know, most definitely. I just, it, that is just that is something that resonates with me year after year, decade after decade, because it's just it's so real. And, you know, this is such a cutthroat world anymore. And, you know, I with the current administration that we have and I'm not political and I'm not religious. I mean, I have my own beliefs or whatever, but I've never voted, you know, ever. Oh, voted. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm that much not political and I don't really, because I've never voted, I don't really have an opinion either way, but honestly, I am fucking scared of the people who are running shit right now. You know, they literally, I went into a panic attack <laughs> one day cause it was just frightful for me. And I am, I am not somebody who's scared of anything ever, but it just, it, this, yeah. Okay. I am right there with you. <laughs> Yes. You know, when Trump was talking about, you know, trying to get rid of porn, that scared me because right. that's, that's our livelihood. It is. If and there, so many no people. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's sort of a few things that I've always said that anybody, not just him, but anybody can threaten to take away. And you're going to have, you know, millions of people uprise and be like, fuck what you're going through right now. It It's on, bitch. Let's do this. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because you are messing with people's livelihoods and you are messing with their lives. And, you yeah. know, the Bush administration did the same thing to us. 
you know, they threatened to, um, you know, take away back in the 2000s and stuff as well. But, you know, nothing, they threaten that, but nothing ever comes to play. And you know why? Because these same assholes that are coming out one side of their face about how, you know, oh, take this away. On the other is, you know, inputting their credit card information into (laughs) (laughs) pagepierce.com, you know, (laughs) to look at this stuff. So, yeah, you bitches aren't fooling anybody. Our industry ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah, keep wolfing that bullshit all you want. It's all good. If, you know, we need doctors and porn stars, that's what keeps the world running. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. And, you know, I get tired of our industry always taking flack for everything else that has absolutely nothing to do, like perverse minds and stuff. Yes. You know, people, I mean, when they're doing illegal shit that has absolutely nothing to do with an adult industry who only caters to adults. And, you know, and another thing, too, I'm really tired of, you know, People being prejudiced to me, they don't even know me, but because of who I am, like they'll see my profile on Facebook or whatever, you know, they'll add me to a group or whatever, and I go to interact, and yeah, me and groups just don't get along. I never last more than any more a few hours, and last night, it was like 20 minutes I was in the group, and I didn't even say any fucking thing. I was just like liking pictures and laughing with people and you know, being my normal jovial self and, you know, all that. And these bitches blocked me. I was like, are you fucking serious? Right? I didn't even do anything yet. You didn't even give me a chance to fucking show my ass. <laughs> you know? People are so intimidated by porn stars. <sighs> and I think it's because of Because we're so awesome and they're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get to have amazing sex. Right, so. right. Yeah, and we're not afraid of talking about it. I mean, you know, or we're comfortable with who we are. You don't like me, that's fine. I never liked you, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. So, huh? Oh, I was just going to like segue into something totally different, but. Oh, yeah, I mean, go ahead. What? Oh, I was just, I was just thinking about, you know, why people are. People are so quick to dismiss porn performers. And I think there's like a huge stigma around all of us. And like, you know what I found? They think, yes, exactly. They think that because we have a lot of sex with, but what they don't understand is we are tested. We pay hundreds of dollars every two weeks to do DNA tests. And these Mm -hmm. same people that come in with their preconceived notions and prejudices about who we are, who they think we are, don't understand or don't bother to stop and think, when was the last time you did an Elijah test? A free test at the health clinic. Yes, or Planned Parenthood, whatever. And and, um, I know way too many people out here. I mean, even look at the reality TV stars. You know, if you look at like the Love and Hip Hop, or even Black Ink Crew, or whatever, you know, they're out there fucking each other, fucking everybody else, fucking everybody's baby mama, baby daddy, getting strippers pregnant, I mean, seriously, but if you say porn star to them, they're the first to fucking snub their nose, bitch, are you serious? I'm sorry that, you know, I'm a clean person, but you think that I'm dirty, I'm, I'm more than confident to talk about my STI status, right, and, you know, we're not dirty people. You know, people no, think that because you're a porn performer that you go around 
just doing anything and everyone. Yes, yes, yes. But we only fuck the people in our pool, and that's why we're the. Well, that's why we're the cleanest. Right. We only fuck the people that we yeah, work with. Yeah, we have a small circle. Exactly. Yeah. And when we find out that, you know, there's a girl who is, you know, turning tricks or doing side work or whatever that with people who are not tested, we don't work with them no more. Yeah. And that's the only reason why, you know, STIs. We're able to say as safe as we are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only reason why moratoriums come up and, right. you know, panic spreads. But... You know, we're not dirty. We're, you know, we're not bad people. Yeah, I know. And we're just that. We're people just like everybody else. You know, if it, it makes me mad, too, when you see on the news, they'll say, like, well, this this lady wanted to be a teacher, but she used to do porn. Okay, well, let's, let's step back about three steps here. Who found out that she used to do porn? Because I'm pretty sure she didn't say anything on her application about that. Absolutely not. And B... If you know that that's what she's affiliated with, who are you to step up and say fuck about it? Because you're the one, you're paying her. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're, you're just as much a part of it as she was. You know, and, if, if it, and it's so hypocritical. And it's, it's even worse to me on, from that aspect. You know, it's like, how do you know what she did or who she did? You know what I'm saying? How do you know? And why is it your right to publicize that fact? Right. Right. And what does that have to do anything with her qualifications? So you don't fuck? You don't have sex? Just because she did it on film because she's comfortable with who she is doesn't make her any less of a person than you, Miss Secretary, who's fucking your married boss to get a promotion or to get more money or to get whatever you want because, bitch, please, there are so many of them hoes out there doing this shit. I mean, my mom, I mean, I used to remember her telling stories to her friends, and I was little, you know, about this one chick that she worked with at an escrow company that she worked for out here in Vegas, and this bitch was fucking people in the parking garage up against poles. Yes. Now, we love sluts. Everybody loves sluts. Sluts are amazing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, okay? But you, Miss Slut, are not better than the porn star or the web star no. or the person who is comfortable with who they are, you that's know? Perfect. And that's just my whole point in all of this. But I want to wrap this up. You have been amazing. I can't believe it's already been an hour. See, I told you time flies when you just get to talking. It does when we get to talking about squirting and bellies and fetish and yeah, <laughs> tie me up and fuck me hard and pull my hair and yes, spank me. Uh, and <laughs> all of it. Yes, definitely. So where can people find you, Miss Paige Pierce? You guys can find me at Twitter at Paige Pierce triple X or on my Instagram at X Page Pierce X. And pretty soon on many vids, which I'll be posting about on Twitter if you guys want to know. Awesome. So, yeah, make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow the Adult Film Festival and the Adult Film Star Network, Spunk Lube, Triple X Mall Theaters, L Fascinating, Laura Fascinating, and King Jeff is here for King's Adult Entertainment. And I want to do a big shout out and a huge thanks. To the amazing Alicia of um, fans of Jimmy Century for the music that you hear in the beginning and the end of this podcast. Um, 
Transgender Century is awesome. They actually performed my... Uh, were you there? Did you get to see the after party this year? No, I didn't. Oh, they put on a whole production. They had a 3D LED screen behind them. And no it was, way. Oh, yeah. And they just got done the week before. They're Grammy nominated. They actually just got done um, the week before performing at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just were an incredible band. They're amazing people to work with, just very down to earth and super duper talented. So follow fans of Jimmy Century, and if you haven't checked them out, you know YouTube them. Um, you will, they're just very eclectic and sexy, and just an amazing, amazing group. Um, shout out to Victor and Alicia. Thank you guys so much for everything, and thank you, Paige. And I will talk to you later. I can't wait to see you in January for AFFLV and AVN. I can't wait to see you either. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. And I will talk to you later, little lady. Yes, ma'am. I will talk to you soon. And bye. And bye. King of blame, but I'm the ring. Your commander, mission marcher. Oh, yeah, I'll watch you. Go ahead. Be the king of cool, but I'm school. I got rules. Shimmy to the left. Shimmy to the right. Have a little flirt with Jimmy tonight. I'll push you to your Thank you for listening. We hope you learned something from this teachable moment. Join us next week for more moments like this.